Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to episode 29. Have you ever wondered what it means to be embodied? Not only what does it mean, but what does it look like? And what happens when we are embodied? The other day, I was having a conversation with a good friend, and it sparked this idea in my mind to talk about this and unpack it through the yogic philosophy, and also through a flow mind perspective. So let's do that. First, what is embodiment? Well, through both of those lenses, it's the experience of your consciousness, your soul, your spirit, your light body, whatever you choose to call it, that part of you that's aware, that's present, that observes and witnesses, that part of you completely interfaced in your body and shining out through all the cells. That's embodied. And what exactly happens when you're embodied? Well, just that. You shine through all the cells in your body, meaning that you create in every way possible through who you are. Now, maybe that made sense, maybe that didn't. So let's back it up and talk a little bit about the body itself and what is the body without embodiment. Well, from the quantum physics level, the body is seen as a collection of particles that are organized in a certain fashion by a blueprint held in consciousness. And this organization repeats itself over and over again. The particles themselves are not permanent. They're phenomena that really create and recreate themselves over and over again. So at a very deep quantum level, we're just particles flashing in and out of existence over and over again, multiple times every second. Kind of cool. Now, the idea of the blueprint, is what I'm calling it, the blueprint, is that the blueprint determines and instructs those particles how to replicate and how to organize themselves so that we show up in physical form, relatively the same moment to moment, with varying changes as we age and experience. Now these particles, they organize themselves in certain groupings and have different functions and you know certain different things happen. But there is a spaciousness between those particles. And in that spaciousness, we have what we know as energy pathways or nadis or meridians or whatever you know them to be. And so, again, big field of space, collection of particles vibrating in and out of existence, organizing themselves in the shape and form of your body, holding information that tells you who you are and what you think and believe and all the memories that you hold. With all this spaciousness between the particles for energy to flow. Now, as you probably have heard, Physicists will tell us that if you look at a cell under a microscope, 99.99, a whole bunch of nines, percent of that is actually just space. And it's only a very, very tiny amount of particles. So there's an enormous amount of spaciousness within us. Now, our awareness should 
easily be able to slip inside this field of particles and just shine like the sun through all these particles, right? Makes sense. What is it that causes us to not be more embodied than we could be? Well, this is when we come into the idea of vibration. And so what is the frequency that we're vibrating? Is it a really high frequency that's expansive? Is it a really low frequency that's more dense? Well, we see it in this way. All these particles vibrating in space, when we're vibrating at a low frequency, those particles are becoming closer and closer to each other, meaning there's less spaciousness between them. This is how we end up in the yogic uh, traditions and in Chinese medicine with having energy blocks where there's no flow through the pathways between the particles or there's limited flow because those particles are clumping together. So what would cause them to clump together? Well, one thing is the memories and the information that we hold. If we're holding on to an experience that's, say, fairly intense, maybe an experience where we were really scared or we were deeply hurt or we were shocked or some kind of an experience that's a really intense memory, well, that memory is going to get encoded in the body. And if we're having that experience, we all know we're going to get tense, we're going to contract our muscles, we're going to squeeze our body tight. And so again, the idea of these particles are getting closer together, more contracted. Well, when a memory or information that we've inherited or learned locks into the body in a contracted state, well, it holds energy inside its contraction. And that energy is kind of trapped and stagnant. And so it starts to vibrate slower. So now we have a mental construct of, say, fear, say it's fear, with energy trapped inside, and the energy is afraid. It's scared. It's a scared energy. Well, when our awareness jumps into this collection of particles and starts to shine like the sun through the body, it's going to broadcast the vibration of that cluster. So you know the old saying, you know, we create what we're made of, or we, you know, we repeat our own patterns. This is where this comes from, is the idea that we're shining our own light through or around this cluster of information. It is broadcasting that information out into the universe to create more of the same, okay? So the idea behind experiences like acupuncture and um, you know, qigong and yoga and all the modalities that work to open and clear your pathways is they're looking to raise the vibration in those clusters so that not only can those particles vibrate a little bit farther apart, the energy inside can start to turn from that low, dense, heavy fear into something of a higher vibration, like maybe hope or optimism or forgiveness or you know love, right? And so then this higher vibration would of course allow for expansion and spaciousness to return to the body. When we go to acupuncture and they place needles in different meridians or pathways in the body, that's what they're doing. They're initiating to open up flow, right? Get things moving.
more of you can come into the body and more of you can shine. And don't you notice how after yoga class or qigong or acupuncture or any other modality that does this, you feel calmer, you feel more present, and you feel more relaxed. It's because you are more deeply embodied and radiating who you truly are. It's kind of cool. Now, the what are the things that can raise the vibrations? Well, what is our vibration? Well, the product of our vibration is our aura, our electromagnetic field. And we know that our aura is created from what we're thinking and what we're feeling. So if our thoughts are really heavy and low and negative and pessimistic, they're going to be vibrating at that contracted, slow rate. So our vibration is going to drop by our thinking. And as we're thinking those thoughts, it's going to trigger memories and experiences and things we can relate to that are held in ourselves so that our emotions are also going to be pessimistic and low and disappointed and all those things. So now our electric pulse from our thinking and our magnetic pulse from our feeling are vibrating lower, slower. Once again, particles are going to be closer together because there's more of a contractive nature to the thinking and the feeling. We could look at our thoughts again as that electric energy that's broadcasting out to the universe what we're thinking. And you could think of our emotions as that magnetic energy that then pulls back a reality that matches that. And so obviously we've heard again the same thing. We've heard that what you think and what you feel creates your reality. Well, this is why. So now you've got thinking and feeling that's low and contracted and pessimistic and negative and always expecting and seeing the worst, triggering the memories within you that have shown you that that is possible, that things can go wrong and be unpleasant and cause suffering. And now you're vibrating that out to the universe and you're magnetizing back more of the same, reinforcing exactly what you believed in the first place, right? So to raise your aura or your vibration, you want to reach for a better thought and you want to feel a better feeling. And so this is where this embodiment or this awareness can help you. Because the awareness, the part of you that is present and having the experience of being in the human body, well, it's neutral. It doesn't really actually have an opinion of good or bad. It's only there to help create an experience that's fulfilling. And so when you witness, oh, look at my thoughts, I'm really, I'm really thinking negatively. When you witness, then you have the ability to look on the bright side, to think a more positive thought, to be self-encouraging, and so you can reach for a better thought. When you're down in the dumps and you're feeling really low and sad and depressed, the same thing, you can observe, wow, look at me, I'm really sad and depressed today. I want to feel better. How could I feel better? Well, I could go do this thing where I will probably feel better if I get moving and do this thing. You know, you can do that from a conscious awareness point of view. So reaching for a better thought or feeling. But there's actually another side to this. This is pretty cool. And this comes in through the yogic philosophy. So 
we've all heard of chakras and channels through the spine and all of those things, right? So this is what it involves. Our mental energy is actually originating as pure truth. It's pure truth. When it enters into our cellular structure with all these particles of information that are colored in, you know, by our experience, that pure truth gets colored and conditioned by that information. So pure truth becomes our version of truth, right? You know, you know the saying, 10 people can be in a room, an experience can occur, and each person is gonna have a, their own unique perspective of what exactly happened. Why? Because they're taking that experience and absorbing it through their system, right? So pure truth gets colored and conditioned by what we hold in our cells and becomes our truth. So pure truth can become optimism, it can become thoughts that are life-enhancing and productive and, you know, um, feel good, or they can become thoughts that are self-debilitating and um, can trigger us into thinking we're, we're no good or we can't accomplish something. What's happening in either case is it's revealing to us what that pure truth is illuminating within us. So when we're aware and embodying, we get to sit with that information and discover what we're made of. What's in these cells? What's, what is the information that's doing the coloring and the conditioning? Now, oftentimes what happens is we go into a spiral of self-judgment. Oh, look at me, here I am again, thinking pessimistic, negative thoughts, creating this reality I don't want, and I can't get out of this loop, and na-da-da-da-da-da-da, on and on. Well, what if we step back and realized that a good lot of this information is inherited? It came in through our genetic line, gifted to us in our baby bodies, and a lot of the conditioning and programming around how to view what to think came from age zero to seven, when we have really very low levels of discernment, we just recorded. And then from seven to now, well, we've done our very best to just live and learn and experience. And so is it worth it to go into blame and shame for what we're thinking? Or could we look at it more curiously? Like, okay, look at what I'm made of. Now, what do I wanna do with this? How can I take this information and raise its vibration? How can I help heal or release this mental idea I have stored in my mind that's distorting pure truth into this version of truth when I could create any version of truth through my system? And so by being in the practice of awareness, and again, dropping into acupuncture and qigong and yoga and all kinds of modalities that help open up pathways and allow us to embody further gives us that experience of that neutrality, that peacefulness, that presence, that allowing, that willingness to see ourselves in real form and be kind. Now, on the same idea as the thinking is the feeling. Now the feeling or emotion really originates as pure love because love is the only energy. And as that energy flows through us, it too 
gets colored and conditioned by the information we hold in our cells. So, you know, again, 10 people in a room having the same experience, all having a different perspective and a different feeling about that experience. One person could be completely charged up and energized and excited by the information, and another person could be sent right down into the dumps, just feeling low and sad by that information. It depends on what conditioning they have, how they're interpreting that flow of energy in the experience. And so again, pure love can become anything from, you know, joy and happiness and all of that, all the way down to resentment and disappointment and bitterness and hatred, right? Full spectrum. So again, when we become aware with that conscious part of ourself and we're observing and witnessing what we're feeling, well, then we can also discover more about what we're made of. Not so we can judge and hammer and be mean to ourselves, but so we can start to embody and be with the information and start to unpack it and shape it in different ways. So simply being neutral when you're low helps to bring that tight, contracted vibration of particles clustered together, holding and trapping and making stagnant this energy, it helps to vibrate them a little higher because neutral is a higher vibration than negative, right? And then if your vibration goes into more positive, it can also become a more higher vibration from that even neutral, right? Once we start to unpack these clusters of contracted, trapped energy and thinking, not only can we release the energy and open the flow, we can start to collapse the actual mental construct that had that energy trapped in the first place. Whether that's a memory or some kind of inherited propensity towards a certain attitude, whatever it is, we can collapse the actual framework that's telling those particles to continue to clump together and hold on to energy. And instead it opens it up and we get a brand new perspective. Have you ever had the experience of truth bumps? You know, you hear something or you're in an experience and all of a sudden it hits your system and your perspective changes on something, you become aware of something, and you're instantly uplifted, maybe even a little excited, and all of a sudden there's this rush of energy that floods through you, and all of your skin tingles, and it's like goose flesh everywhere, and you're like, whoa, right? I love those. Those are experiences of your vibration instantly shifting of information changing in your body, of old mental constructs collapsing and energy being raised in vibration and then freed and liberated from your cells. When that happens, your community of particles just became more spacious and the energy within you became a higher vibration. Pretty cool. Now, this conversation extends beyond the spaciousness and the vibration because it's also about our environment. Where we hang out, what the energy or the conditions are about where we hang out, who we hang out with, what kind of conversations we're having, you know, what are we doing, 
is all creating fields of vibration around us. And so if you're, you know, if you're saturated in, you know, a group, say at work, that's, you know, really negative, constantly complaining, um, constantly focused on what's going wrong in their life, in their suffering, you know, they're, they're stuck in loops because that's just where they're at. It's not to judge them, it's just the experience that they're having. When you're, when you're in that for longer periods of time, it, it influences your system to want to vibrate to that vibration. That's why it's so important that you pay attention to the five people you most hang out with. You know, we've all heard that. We become them. And it's an environmental conditioning that's happening all around us. Well, look at all of us right now. You know, not only have we been living our own lives, dealing with our own conditioning and our own experiences of reality, we now have this collective reality experience that's become, you know, very intense for a lot of people. And we've been, you know, really bombarded with a lot of changes and shifts and unknown and, and fears. And, and, you know, they talk about now the environment is one of free-floating anxiety. And so people are constantly talking about how they can't get themselves out of ruts. Like they're just stuck. They can't think or feel their way out of something. Well, this is where it's really important to check your environment. Maybe turning off the television set is a first step. Maybe, you know, giving yourself a detox from electronics for brief periods of time. You know, looking at the kinds of foods that you're eating. What kind of vibration do they hold? How much nutrition or energy? What's your, what's your home look like? Is it, is it clean? Is it cluttered? Is it, you know, does it need, is there stuff you don't need that's hanging around, holding on to old memories and information and energy? You know, our outer world is just a projection of the inner landscape. When we embody in our community of particles and shine like the sun through the information we hold, we create. So what's showing up in our outer environment is a sign of how we are existing in our inner environment. So it also influences. So you know, shifting and improving your external environment will support your internal environment to also shift and, and move. Just the same as shifting your internal environment is going to shift your external environment's creation. It's a, it's a loop. It's interrelated. It doesn't matter which side you start on, both affect each other. So, you know, finding yourself a group of people, friends that, you know, a good friend that is, you know, also intent on raising their vibration, that's an excellent start. Start having conversations about forward-moving plans, about what could go right. Find somebody that you can share your dreams and your hopes with that is going to truly support you in your success. Not someone who's going to get caught up in, well, how's that going to affect me? And, you know, well, what if I can't do it? You know, you, we want to be in the company of people who 100% support you. Now, we all have families, we all have workplaces, we all have realities that we already exist in. And if you happen to be in a life right now that's saturated with a lot of heavy negative energy in your environment, well, it's find a group, 
find find a hobby, find you know a hiking group or um, you know um, some a mastermind. That that's what we're doing on our end. Find something that really resonates to you, and you're gonna know it's gotta match you. Find a cohort of support. It's time for us to band together. If you look at our last few years of lockdowns and isolation, it's been the opposite. It's been, it's been withdrawing within ourselves, within smaller groups, within environments that may or may not be uplifting. It's time for us to choose consciously to place ourselves in environments that are healthy for us. It's just good planning. You can show up as you are. You can be who you are, honest, and also intent on improving your whole life. And not only for your own reality, but also because you're contributing to a larger reality for everybody else. So every positive thing that you do for yourself just ripples out to create a much better reality for us all. That's why I teach these flow teachings, because when people learn to flow, they learn to convert their stresses into complete positive brand new experiences where they discover and learn things that they didn't know before. This is where creativity and innovation happen. This is where we see something from a whole different perspective. Flow is where these wonderful goosebump expansions come from. Those are flow states. What people don't realize is, and you know, totally understandable why they don't, is people don't realize that suffering and stress and being triggered into low lows and you know low states of thinking and low states of feeling, those aren't failures. There's nothing wrong with those experiences. Those experiences are informing. They're letting you know what is the information that you are embodying. What information have you been gifted or have you created that is yours to evolve? It's exciting. Converting blockage into flow, converting a problem into a solution, converting a challenge into an exciting adventure, you know, converting a trauma into a liberation, well, that's all flow. It's all part of the flow process. And everybody is designed to do it. It's actually our natural state of being. But what's happened to us is because we've been so bombarded with environmental influences and we've adopted and picked up and inherited and practiced conditioning and programming that tells us that we're not supposed to have any problems, we're not supposed to have any stress, and we're not supposed to struggle, has made us hide it. And in the hiding of it, well, we can't work with it. And in the hiding of it, we don't discover the gold that sits inside of it. When people learn to flow, which literally doesn't take very long to grasp and practice. When people learn to flow, they never look at themselves the same again. They never see themselves as stuck ever again.
They look at every part of a flow cycle as an opportunity to evolve, to create something better, to become more spacious, to vibrate at higher levels, to heal and liberate, not only for ourselves, but for our ancestors. And not only for our ancestors, but to create an environment that's gonna be better for our descendants. People who learn to flow realize that the ups and downs of life are just energy in motion that is designed to propel us forward, to evolve. And so embodiment is the act of merging your consciousness and your form, where you are with what is real in your habits and attitudes and patterns and programs and memories and all of that. You're with it and you're real. And you're aware and you're loving and you're compassionate and you're adventurous. You're learning how to convert your limitations into infinite potentials and possibilities where you can create anything that you can discover and imagine. And as you flow repeatedly, you start to lock in the memories of the flow experiences, and they become the new vibrational clusters of particles that then you broadcast through and create into the reality. You know, you can look at athletes from, you know, when they were trying and trying to break records on how fast they could run a mile, and they couldn't beat it, they couldn't beat it, they couldn't beat it, and then all of a sudden, boom, somebody beat it, and then everybody beat it. Once the idea was real and grounded in reality, it becomes, it becomes easier and easier to replicate. But the only way to discover these new and innovative and fresh potentials is to enter into flow. And that is just the truth. It's really, really cool. So embodiment is that merging of awareness, consciousness, spirit, light body, whatever you call it, and the physio physical body, your form. So form and formlessness, fully interfaced and vibrating, allowing you to completely consciously create more and more of your reality and contribute to a much better reality for us all. Thank you for listening to the Radical Flow podcast. It always means the world to me that you do. And if you'd love to explore learning with me, go to flowtribe.ca. On there is all the information for our Flow Mind Mastermind, which not only includes the mindset teachings that will help you understand flow and how to do it, but also includes breath, movement, and focus practices that teach you how to embody and start flowing. In 12 weeks, you'll be flowing like a pro. In 24 weeks, you will have evolved your entire outlook on yourself and your life to one of forward-moving, consciously creating. In the full year with us, you will have immersed in an environment of fully supportive, equally motivated change agents just like you, each one intent on a better reality for themselves and for each other. 
and we would love to have you join us. So if that calls to you, go to flowtribe.ca and explore all the details. Once again, thank you so much for joining us in the Flow Mind, or sorry, the Radical Flow podcast. And until next time, we'll see you in the flow.